Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 45. 45 coming at you live at the end of October. You know, I told you we were going to start it with some Prentice, and here I am dropping the ball. Uh, but maybe we'll end it with some. Um, today, it's the end of October, and you know what that means. Halloween. Tomorrow. T- tomorrow. Or yes, tomorrow. when you're listening to this, today. Um, are some creepy, creepiest time of year. You know, everyone likes spooky season, some more than others. Me, I'm not the biggest uh, Halloween guy, but I do like to eat some candy and stuff. So, um, sue me. Uh, But anyway, uh, me and Hudson are coming at you for part two of the um, scary stories. This just ends up to Glenn getting freaked out and scared to be outside (laughs) and uh, Hudson getting to make fun of me. So, uh, I guess we have get, a few. I get scared too. Okay. I think I don't get as scared. I love reading scary stuff. I cannot do scary movies or anything Mm-mm. like that. Um, no, I, I do can not. Handle, I can handle reading it. Yeah. I, I don't do scary movies. Even like a scare, like I, I listen to like some intense, like audio book kind of things. Even that, that's a little much for me sometimes, but <laughs> I can read them. Read them out loud. Nah, I'm a freaking sissy boy over here. Yeah, so, I, my whole family enjoys scary movies, and I just no desire. It's not enjoyable for me at all. Mm-mm. Zero enjoyment. My mind is a scary enough place, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is, freak. <laughs> Hopefully, I shoot a freak of a white-tailed deer this season. Good grief! Oh, mama. But um, anyway, so I guess let's get into it, Hudson. You've got a couple stories for us. Do you want to – do we start light and work our way in deeper? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the – I'll start with a, a, a good little one. So this guy um, was deer hunting in the woods, and he was – he's coming back. Um, I believe it's at night, so – He says, I was walking out of the woods one night with my bow and my tree stand on my back. I kept hearing something walking behind me, and when I would stop, it would stop. I would start walking, and so would it. I kept turning around and looking with my flashlight, but couldn't see anything. I got freaked out and started running. It started running as well. I'm literally on the verge of having a heart attack when I realized it was my tree stand strap dragging the ground about 15 feet behind me. Which I've never, I've never gotten to a point where I was running, but like there's been a couple times where I'm like, something's close to me. And then I notice like I'm dragging something behind me, like a, a piece of my harness or something. I've never gotten to the point of just, just sprinting, sprinting, thinking I'm being stalked. Yeah. Like a full on panic or anything. Yeah. (laughs) You want to know something funny? 
What? The one I was going to read was literally pretty much that exact same thing. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was just laughing off the bat because I can picture that so easily. Like you hear something behind you and you're like, ah, dude, there's not, there's nothing there. Like I'm not, I'm not even turning around, not giving it the time of day. And you're like, well, yeah. you know, just, just to be safe, I should probably turn around. And then you like turn around and you're like, oh, yeah, there's nothing there. And then you start walking, you hear it again. It's like, oh gosh. There's, Something's after me. <laughs> That's how I am with like uh, armadillos. Uh, it's like every time I'm like, it's just an armadillo. Like you don't even have to look over there. Like I know it's an armadillo. And like more rustling sound. I'm like, okay, like it's kind of close. And then like it'll happen again. And then finally I'll like get freaked out and I'll look over and it's a freaking armadillo. Yep. <laughs> or you start. Yeah, or you start convincing yourself that there's a freaking monster buck and it's a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Uh, Nothing worse. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing worse. <laughs> I did. Wait, wait. Uh, oh. Hold on. I was going to ask, did we get any submissions? We didn't. I don't think we did it. Golly, come on, listeners. Let's step it up a little bit. We'd love to hear some of those stories. I'm double checking now, but I really... Um, I didn't I get an email or anything, so I didn't think we did either. I was just making sure I didn't miss something. Oh, oh, oh! Zero responses. <laughs> Dang it! Dang! I thought well, we were. I thought we were going to get some traction on that. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Well, we get it. No one likes us, so no, no one does. And you know what? That's all right because I like myself. That's right, and my wife sometimes, sometimes likes me, so that's good. Gives me something to stand on. Anyways, what were you going to say? Um, oh, I heard, this is just an aside, but uh, I heard a guy talking about like his favorite thing to do on Halloween. And like, he's like, yeah, my wife, you know, puts a few decorations up and stuff. Nothing too scary. But what I like to do is uh, he was like, <laughs> he's like, I like to uh, sit like at my neighbor's house because they don't. Um, like trick or treat, and I just kind of hide in the dark there. And he said, I put a coyote call under our front porch <laughs> and oh crank gosh. it all the way up on the squealing rabbit. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then when it's dark, like some kids walk up just thinking it's like just a nice, like, house. And then he yeah. turns on that, like, <laughs> he said, like, kids just jump to the ceiling. I was like, I wish I had a freaking Fox Pro to turn on. That would be so funny. Dude, oh my gosh. The Fox would be way, that would be too, oh. Can you imagine? Like, you're just, just truly expecting, like, just a, a nice house. And then, dude, just that thing starts screaming right under your feet. <laughs> have, we, have we played a Fox scream on here before? I don't think so. You want me to do it? Pull it up. Pull it up real quick. Okay. Pull it up, Jamie. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Joe. Um, oh, here. I'll do a um, rabbit squeal. Oh, gosh. Cottontail distress. Let's see. See if this does it for us. God. I think it'll... I skip forwards. Can you imagine just like... <laughs> you're just walking up and then just that goes off under your feet. Just... 
Ah. My dog is going wild right now. <laughs> Good. Good dog. Good dog. Oh, yeah. But anyways, there's all sorts of crazy, yeah, distress calls and stuff that you can play. There's one for, like, raccoons that they're, like, fighting, and it's just like, just like that. Pretty good, huh? I don't know why why I tried to do that, but I did it, so that's awkward. We might might have to do some predator hunting out at the least. Uh, uh, I guess a buck was getting chased by a coyote uh, last weekend. Gotcha. Was that reported on the camera or by someone's eyes? Uh, that was by Cliff Stout's eyes. Uh, I believe Cliff Stout had eyes on this interaction. And so we might have to bring the old 30-06, maybe some ARs. I don't know what's legal in coyote hunting in this state. I think anything. Well, <laughs> and I'll bring a, this, I'll bring a Red Rider pellet gun. Well, I mean, brother, you walk around with uh, two guns on your uh, either arm anyway, so. I got two guns and two pythons, baby. Pythons? All four of them unregistered. (laughs) You have two pythons, huh? Python revolver or? (laughs) Talking about my legs. Oh. (laughs) I'm just talking about cars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, right. Hudson is a python man, I'm a cottontail rabbit man, and if you hear something following you in the woods, make sure you're not dragging anything. <laughs> make sure you're not dragging that strap, boy. That's right, man. Hey, stay strapped, though. You know, stay, stay strapped. strapped. You don't know what's out there. Oh, Good, my what's gosh. The, what's the next story you got for us? Um... Neither of these are really hunting related. We'll start with this kind of creepy. This is hunting related because this cat gets hunted. I don't know if it's a chick or not, uh, but here's the story. I was camping in the middle of nowhere in Washington near Mount Rainier. Not an official campground, just way out in the National Forest where I wouldn't have expected another human for miles. One night, I wake up and I hear a noise outside my tent. And we discussed this. If this is happening, me and you are not opening the tent. <laughs> no, we're just we're, loading just, the gun and pointing yeah, it. Yeah, it's just not a factor. I'm not opening it. But they open the tent. Okay. And, well, God, that just makes me mad. Yeah. It really makes me mad that that's just, well, I might as well open the tent. I've got nothing to it's, lose. Yeah. Except I my mean, life. Yeah. If, you know, well, wow, what could be out here? A predator? Are there bears in Washington? Uh, uh, yeah. I figured. I was just making sure. Yeah. I don't know if there's grizzlies. I know there's grizzlies, uh, I think, in Oregon, but I don't know about Washington. But, yeah, there's definitely bears. I mean, that's where... liberals. Yeah. Crack methods. (laughs) Those are scarier than bears, I think. But, uh, anyway, so, one night I wake up and I hear something. I open my tent. And there's a guy sitting outside where my oh. fire had been, right outside the tent. No. There wasn't anything particularly noteworthy about this guy, just a fairly regular-looking dude sitting there a couple feet from my tent. Pause. Noteworthy? He's in your campsite just sitting there. Yeah. 
You tell me what's new. It was pretty nonchalant. Um, You know, didn't really pay much mind to him anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Nothing particularly noteworthy. Just a fairly regular looking dude sitting there a couple feet from my tent. He didn't have a bag or anything with him. Just a guy. He saw me open the tent. And when I did, his eyes got huge like he had just seen a ghost. And he just took off. It shook me up pretty badly, but over the next day, I managed to put it out of my mind fairly well after writing it off as some odd occurrence in a guy that was probably high or something and somehow in some crazy coincidence had set up his camp not far from mine. Two days later, I was about 10 to 15 miles away after backpacking in a totally different direction that really no one could have taken the same path on. I was sitting by the fire that night, and I started hearing noises. And the more I listened to him, the more convinced I became that it was a person. I called out, and then out of the darkness, someone was like, Do you know how to get to Bell Canyon? Oh. And I just said, No. I I don't even think that's a real place. They just kept... Yep. Pause. First off, (laughs) you're sitting there, and you're hearing noises, and you... Apparently they heard something that was that would constitute them being like there's a person. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't know, know what that, that was that like sound. the crunch of a boot or yeah. maybe like they heard metal clang. I don't know what that sound was, but whatever it was, once again, defensive position firearm loaded and aimed in the direction of the sound. And then I will say, if somebody is there, I will blast you away. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, don't even, don't even, uh, I don't know. So. <laughs> they just kept talking. What? And asking questions. I tried to see them with my flashlight as I aimed it towards them, but they just yelled, aim that away. When they said that, I got kind of spooked, not wanting to piss off a crazy person, but I just kept aiming it out there. After a few minutes of me being completely freaked out and them asking random questions from the darkness, it sounded like the voice had gotten closer. So after turning off my light, I shined it that way again, ready to confront him. It was the same dude who had been outside my tent two nights before. He had to have followed me almost 15 miles over the last two days because there's no way he could have accidentally wound up in the same spot in that vast wilderness. There's no possible way. As soon as my light hit him, he took off again. I started to chase him but didn't want to get lost in the wilderness in the dark, so I quickly stopped after just a couple hundred feet. This one couldn't be written off. I couldn't find any way to rationalize it because there's no way he could have been in both places if he hadn't been following me. <laughs> uh, this, this person, okay, I, I guess they just, they're just letting, they never mentioned anything about them having a gun, right? Like No, yeah. They, they, just, they just took that detail for granted then because they had to have. They're going to chase this dude? Well, yeah, I'm like, so you have some freaking crazy dude show up in your camp. Uh, yeah, twice. twice, 15 miles, two days apart, and you're going to shine your light on him and chase him? Yeah, definitely, definitely, 
definitely had some hollow points or something. Uh, I'm sorry if all it's got is a flashlight. Yeah, and a freaking probably a trekking pole or a hiking stick. Even if I had the pistol, if they start running off into the woods, I'm I'm grabbing. I don't even know how much stuff I'm grabbing, but it's not a lot. Well, actually, no. I think I would. What would you do? Would you wait till morning, or would you immediately just try and go the opposite direction they just ran? I don't know. In I the mean, middle, of the, middle so, of the night. So keep in mind, you're 15 miles back. That's 15 a, miles back. That's a big yeah. hike for just. I mean, all night in it. I think what I would do is put out the fire. I'd probably leave my tent up, and I think I would just hide in the woods just a little ways away with my freaking gun out ready to rock. Because then if that freaking creepster comes back, I'm turning him into Swiss cheese. Dude, I'm, I mean. Because you know he's going for the tent if it's still up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, dang it, dude. So... This person said, um, I decided the trip was over the very first thing in the morning, and I hiked back over the next two days. So they didn't even, I would have just freaking absolutely caught after it. But I guess for some reason, this person decided, oh, I'm just going to take my time getting out of here. Nothing creepy has happened. Said on the first night of hiking out, twice I heard what sounded like a person walking circles out time outside my tent. But by the time I mustered the courage to look, okay. no one was there. Okay. This person deserves no. to die. This person no. deserves to die. Get out of here. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? First of all, you're in on the Pacific Coast. How many serial killers have been out there? Like twenty? Oh Plus, yeah, I have all the big, a lot of the big ones. Um, that's horrible. This is horrible decision making. There's no, there's no rationalization for this. You're gonna put in 15 miles in less than 12 hours, and you're gonna start shedding gear to make it happen. And yeah. also, especially. After the next night, you think you hear somebody walking around your tent? One, I don't know how you're even trying to sleep. No, because yeah, I'm Two, not sleeping. I'm doing exactly what you suggested, Glenn, which is if I if I can't make it out of there in one day. And let me I also say night, this. Okay. I can make it out in one freaking day. You can make it out. I, am. I, don't, I don't care if it's. Super steep terrain and stuff like I mean, nope. I promise I fear, fear and just sheer grit I, and will to survive. I'm making yeah, it out of there. Yeah, I can promise. I I could start right right before the sun comes up, and I will make it out before the sun goes down. Yep. I mean, there's there's just nothing that's going to stop me, and and just also they they should have done what you suggested, which is. Set the tent up, have it look like your camp, and then you're you're in the woods. You're in the bushes, um, maybe up in a tree. Yeah, close enough to where you can see your tent because you want to know if that freak job comes back. But yeah, but yeah. like, um, oh gosh, dude, I just don't want to. Hold on. Did, Go did ahead. They keep going. Did they keep going? Or uh, is that the end of the story? Yeah. So. 
then it said, so that was the first night. It sounded like there was someone walking. The second night, I heard what I thought was an animal making noises in the distance, but it slowly sounded more to me like a human making animal calls. It could have actually been, but I didn't see the guy again. It really sounded to me like someone making howling noises. I literally was almost crying when I got back to my car from relief. It was so overwhelming to finally be back. To this day, it's the most terrifying experience I've ever had. I have no idea who the guy was, what his intentions were, and no way of getting an explanation. But I really can't articulate how terrifying a few days it was. Dude. I'm going going to the closest ranger station. And... We're getting, we're getting the boys. Everyone's strapped with ARs, and we're on a manhunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm hunting. sorry, I'm sorry. I, that's that's. I mean, that's stalking. I mean, that is as cut and dry stalking as it gets. The, if that story has any ounce of truth, that was a serial killer. Yeah. Yep. 100% easy as can be. That was a serial killer or... No, I mean, no. There's There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Let's face it. I mean, well, maybe maybe a methed out... I don't know. No. They definitely had murdered somebody. Yeah. That's... Well, here's the other weird thing. So... They saw this person three, two times over three or four days, right? Think about that. Both times, he didn't have a backpack. It's like, what the frick is this guy doing for food and water? It's not like he has a camp just a couple miles away because it's over this huge terrain. Like, that's also weird. Like, that this guy is probably carrying around a pack and then stashes it to sneak up. I don't know, dude. Uh, I don't like that stuff. Also, I don't like it. I'm yeah, I we've know. been here. We've, we've discussed this before. Don't go camping alone. Don't, don't go, go in the back alone. country alone ever. Don't go hiking alone. Literally, all that is is asking for a disaster. I I have quite literally never. I've never heard a story that ended up being good from somebody being on a backpacking trip by themselves. Best case scenario, saw some pretty cool uh, bodies of water, or um, maybe I don't know, saw. A, Big game animal at a distance. Worst case scenario, you're dead. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got picked up what by is that? a freaking serial killer. Well, and then another worst case scenario, it, it turns into the freaking no country for old men. You run into a cartel crime scene, stumble on a million dollars cash, and then a Sicario bounty hunter chases you down. Are you Do taking you it that? if you find a million dollars cash? If I find a million dollars cash, cash, okay, well, what's the scenario? 
You're out at your lease. Uh, nah, hang on. Let's not say your lease. You, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say you're out at your lease, but it's like 5,000 acres. It's like a giant lease. Okay. And you're a mile from the truck, and you stumble on a million dollars of cash. Kind of half halfway kind of covered up, like obviously hidden, but not like, you know, buried or anything. Obviously kind of hidden. And uh, you you just find it, but you don't see any trail camera, anything around that, you know, would, would alert you. Are you taking it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no factor, you're taking it and no running. No factor. I mean, yeah, and like if there's a, I, I think I could take it, get to the car, and at least make it to one of you guys. And then be able to, at least, we check it for, like, a tracker device. Then if it's good, then it's like, okay, now we got to figure out. I mean, there's a process. Sure. If we had to launder the money, of course I wouldn't do it, FBI. That would be ridiculous. But if if somebody had to launder money, I think they could do it with not a lot of difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean, was, I don't know. I think it's possible. I don't know. Let's just say I'd be paying streakers window cleaning $12,000 a week. <laughs> yeah, you would get your windows cleaned a lot. <sighs> uh, and you'd open up a dry cleaner. I mean, a uh, laundromat. Oh, oh. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, <laughs> or a, a mattress firm. A mattress or, firm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, those places have to be. No one goes in those. No. <laughs> or Stone just sisters. How about this one? A freaking dispensary, dude. Yeah, All cash, baby. Like, All cash. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know. This that's just a. I mean, I do not like that story. I do not like that story. Yeah. 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 It makes me think of the. Just the four one one stories that I kind of brought up last time. Didn't really talk about any of them, but just Dude, like, hang on. I'm sorry, I gotta read you this. Okay, <laughs> this is a comment on that story. Oh my goodness, this just made my freaking skin crawl. Uh, it says um, that this reminded me of um, a story. My family went camping on a mountain not far from where we live with our friends and their kids a couple years ago. It's a really popular place to go hike and camp. And it was dark one night, and we were all hanging out. All the guys left to get some more firewood. They hadn't walked but a few steps away from our campsite, and my husband noticed something hiding behind a tree. He yelled out, and no one answered. So he turned his flashlight on a tree and set on that tree and said he had a gun. That's when a guy stepped out. He claimed he was one of the park rangers, but I'm not so sure about that. Why the heck would he hike all the way into where we are, then just creep around behind trees watching us? Uh, I'm so glad my husband noticed him because Lord knows what he was trying to do. <laughs> dude. Oh, that gives me some freaking heebie-jeebies. I'm sorry, dude. It's going to be a beat. It's going to be WWE Smackdown. <laughs> I'm, I mean, like, yeah, this guy's getting care. absolutely pummeled by my groom. 
And hold on, how did his story even, how, how did that even, like, have any, did he look like a park ranger? Did he have, like, any kind of, like. Yeah, they didn't say. You know, at least they're going to have some identification. Right, or a freaking even uniform. Then, yeah, even if they do, I'm going to be like, what's your full name and, like, who who is your supervisor? And because like, I'm going to get you fired so fast. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be uh, no longer working for the Forest Service. Gosh, after, after I give you some sweet chin music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to federal prison, but I don't give a rip. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, sorry, what were you saying before that? Oh, that just it just reminds me of like the four one one stuff of the people that go missing in the national forests and everything, which apparently. There's a little documentary with the 411 stuff that's only about people hunting and going missing in national forests and stuff. Oh, interesting. What's that called? Uh, Do you know? I think it's called 411 Hunted. Okay. Um, can't confirm that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Missing 411, The Hunted. Boom. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, my Jeez. gosh. Oh, Hunters have watch. disappeared from wildlands without a trace for hundreds of years. Are we going to watch this whenever I come up to Tulsa? I would love that. Dude, what if... It's included with like Prime. A... Hour and 37 minutes. Oh, dude. Oh. And it's all in North America, too? Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. I'm watching this. Dude. I'll wait for it's you, though. Be, I'll wait for it's you, though. Gonna be... It's going to be creepy. I'm not looking forward to this at all. <laughs> at all. Gosh dang it. I already know I'm going to like go duck hunting by myself and freak out. When the game warden pulls up and asks to see your license. <laughs> yeah. You got a plug in that thing? No, sir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, do you have I have a Forest Service one. Do you have something different? Um, you, oh, I'm st- I'm stuck on the four one one stuff. Do you remember that? There's that. I think it's a it's I think it's a Forest Service story of uh those kids that went missing and then just showed up like three days later, completely fine. I don't remember and, that. Uh, they were in a national forest. Uh, this might be a four one one case, and like they were. Oh, okay. Something that was weird that's weird about some of these 411 cases is like a lot of times when it's kids, like all of them, it's like the parents are like, I literally looked away for two seconds and I looked back and they were gone. Gosh. Like, like it. it, like they were like, I, like, I cannot emphasize how short of a moment it was. And it's just so spooky, but, uh, I think it might have been, I don't know which it was from, but it was these two kids, they go missing, they search for days, These ki- both the kids turn up, I think, and they say, yeah, they were, like, they thought they were only gone for, like, 30 minutes, and they were playing with, like, the bear man, they said. Oh, frick. Dude, yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm, like, looking behind me at the door, like, making sure nothing's sneaking up on me. I did not like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I- Gosh, 
I have literally, um, I literally have goosebumps over my whole body. Yeah, I yeah. do not like that. Hudson, yeah. <laughs> dang it. Um, oh, real quick, another just quick four one one. This is less scary, but it's just like creepy. Well, and sad. Uh, kid went missing from um, a like summer camp in uh-huh. the national forest, and he goes missing. And they look around, they look around, they finally find. Um, Oh wait! It was like, I think it was. It was quite a while. They they found him dead, and he had. They found his body, um, like way up on a ridge. That like a like a it would like, I think he was like eight, or something. Like just like not not physically possible to get up there. Uh huh. Um, and like they, they thought like he he had obviously been killed by something. And taken there, like his his clothes were kind of shredded up. But the thing is, and maybe you can confirm or deny this, um, but I'm pretty sure this is true that a lot of times, when mountain lions go for their prey, they'll, you know, they'll, you know, uh, like you see with a lot of big cats, you know, they'll latch onto the neck or whatever for like the kill. But then I think they like they immediately go for the stomach of whatever they go like. Just to like, because I guess that's the easiest way to get to the vitals, you know. Uh huh. Apparently, that's like a common thing you see. Um, and they ruled it a mountain lion death, but like his shirt was like torn up all over and stuff, but like the torso was like untouched. Whoa. And so it was just weird. And they never, they never really found out like what, I mean, they just kind of ruled it a mountain lion thing, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I know mountain lions like definitely stash their food. Um, so I guess that part of it maybe makes sense that he his body is somewhere that he couldn't have physically gone to. Sure, but I don't know how quickly they start eating whenever they kill something. Yeah, but or where they start or anything. But that is. That's weird. I don't like that stuff. Yeah, you hate it. You hate it. I hate Gosh. it. Gosh. Anyways, sorry. It, dude, it just like, it makes me, I'm going to be on absolute hyper alert whenever I take my kids out in the forest. Yeah. Good yeah, grief. My dad was just like, oh yeah, you got a shotgun. You should be good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn me loose. I remember one time as a kid, we went, uh, spent fall we were planning on doing something for fall break and it like fell through. So we just went out to uh, our cousin's farm in uh, Western Oklahoma and like just literally ran amok, just fished and ran through the woods and stuff. And day one, I didn't bring any, for some reason, didn't bring a change of clothes. And uh, I fell, I brought one pair of underwear to change into and I fell into the pond <laughs> like an hour after getting there. So then I spent the rest of the week uh, or the rest of that day just in my underwear and muck boots <laughs> running around uh. the woods with a shotgun. <laughs> it was the best day ever. <laughs> that, that would be terrifying. Hey, it wasn't too scary. Same scary way. for the animals. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine you're sitting in the tree saying you just see, see some fort. 13-year-old kid running through the woods with a shotgun, underwear, and muck boots. <laughs> Gosh. 
yeah, freaking baby Tarzan over here. <clears throat> That's how I got such thick hide. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, are you ready for this search and rescue one? Yes. Because this is the uh, same kind of thing, dude. Oh gosh. Here we go. Okay. This is by far the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I guess maybe I've tried so long to forget about it that it just doesn't come to mind right away when I tell my scariest stories. As someone who spends literally all their time in the woods, you can't let yourself get scared of being alone or out in the middle of nowhere. That's why when you have experiences like this, you just try to forget them and move on. This is to date the only thing that's happened to me that's made me really consider if this job is the right one for me. I don't really like talking about it much, but I'll do the best I can to remember it all. As I recall, this took place right at the end of spring. It was a typical lost child call. A four-year-old girl had wandered away from her parents' campsite and had been missing for about two hours. Her parents were completely despondent and told us what most parents do. My kid would never wander away. She's so good about staying close. She's never done anything like this before. We assure the parents that we'll do everything we can to find her, and we spread out in a standard search formation. I was partnered with one of my good buddies, and we were sort of casually holding conversation while we hiked. I know this sounds callous, but you do kind of become desensitized when you've done this long enough. It becomes a comes the norm, and I think to a certain extent you have to learn to desensitize yourself in order to continue to work this job. We search for about two hours, going well beyond where we think she'd be, and we come out of a small valley when something makes us both stop in unison. We freeze and we both look at each other, and there's almost a sensation like a plane depressurizing. My ears popped, and I have this odd sensation of having dropped about ten feet. I start to ask my buddy if he felt that, but before I can, we hear the loudest sound I've ever heard in my life. It's almost like a freight train directly passing by us, but it's coming from every direction at once, including above and below us. He screams something to me, but I can't hear him over this deafening roar. Understandably freaked out, we look all around us, trying to find the source of the sound, but neither of us can see anything. Of course, my first thought is a landslide, but we're not near any cliffs. And even if we were, it would have hit us by now. This sound goes on and on, and we're trying to yell at each other, but even standing close together, we can't hear anything over this sound. Then, as suddenly as it starts, it stops, like someone threw a switch and cut it off. We stand there perfectly still, and slowly the normal sounds of the woods start coming back. He starts to ask me what the frick just happened, and I just kind of shrug. We stand there looking at each other for a minute, and I get on the radio and ask if anyone else just heard the end of the effing world, but no one else hears it, even though we're all within shouting distance of each other. My buddy and I just sort of shrug it off, and we keep going. About an hour later, we all check up on the radios, and no one's found this little girl. Most of the time, we won't search when it's dark. Because we don't have any kind of lead on her, a few of us decide to keep going, including me and my buddy. We keep close together. We're calling out for every couple of minutes, but at this point, I'm hoping beyond hope we find her. Because while I may not like kids, the odds of them being out alone in the dark is awful. The woods can be intimidating to kids in the daylight, and at night, what's a whole different beast. 
but we're not seeing any signs of her. Getting any responses, and around midnight, we decide to turn around and head back to the rendezvous point. We're about halfway back when my buddy stops and shines his light to the right of us. Into a really thick deadfall, a group of dead trees. I ask him if he's heard a response, but he tells me to just be quiet a second and we listen. I do, and in the distance, I can hear what sounds like a kid crying. We both call the girl's name and listen for any kind of response, but it's this really faint crying. We head in the direction of the deadfall and go around calling her name over and over. As we get closer to the crying, I start getting this weird feeling in my gut, and I tell my buddy that something isn't right. He tells me he feels the same way, but we can't figure out what it is. We both stop where we are and call the girl's name again, and at the same time, we both figure it out. The crying is on a loop. It's the same little hitching sob, then wail, then quiet hiccup, repeated over and over. It's exactly the same every time, and without saying another word, we both take off running. It's the only time I've ever lost my composure like that, but something about it was so incredibly wrong, neither of us could stay out there anymore. When we got back to the rendezvous, we asked if anyone else had heard anything strange, but no one else knew where what we were talking about. I know it sounds anticlimactic, but that that jacked me up for a long time. As for the little girl, we've never found a trace of her. We kept an eye out for her and all the other people we've never found. But frankly, I don't think we'll ever find anything. Oh my gosh. Like, so one, the, the loud sounds wild. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably do exactly what they did. On, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. What are you doing? I, I don't know. Doing? I think I'm just. I, I, I mean, you've got a job drawing. to do. You've got a job to do. I think you just got to kind of just crush that and it act like nothing happened if no one else heard yeah, anything. Yeah, because like that could just I mean like Luckily you can you can you can rationalize that maybe. Obviously it's never happened to me. I've never heard of it happening. But like you could rationalize it in some way and be like maybe like I don't know. It happened to both of us. So something like happened to both of us. Could it maybe some weird mushroom like that's awkward. <clears throat> really, Glenn? Some like <laughs> tipped over. I don't, know. I don't know. <laughs> some something happened, and like you can try and figure out some rationalizations. Maybe the pressure changed so much, some chemical was released in your brain, and you guys had a auditory hallucination. I don't know. But when you when both people have that, and you're like. Tr- like, and it's not like it was like 10, five seconds. It was long enough that they were like cognizant of it and trying to yell at each other. Uh, that is extra weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess the, the detail uh, in shouting distance and they didn't hear them yelling yeah. at each other. Yeah, that's weird. So like that's weird. Um, God, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, 
the second one, obviously. I mean, that's like that's like that's like Skinwalker stuff. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm really. I mean, the only. I don't. There was kind of like there's there's a couple things that come to my mind. First, I don't. I can't think of an explanation for the baby crying loop. That is, I do not like that. <laughs> I I can't yeah. think of a way to rationalize that. I can think of a, a million ways to rationalize the little girl disappearing. I really can. That sounds kind of harsh, but like some freak could have just snuck up and nabbed her and. You know, I mean, gone. she just she just straight up got lost and like kept kept going in the wrong directions and yeah, yeah, I don't fell know. into some river and got washed. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there's things that can kind of explain that. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I can't rationalize that. As I we mean, get closer it, to crying. To the crying, I start getting this weird feeling in my gut. I tell my buddy something isn't right. He tells me he feels the same way, but we can't figure out. We stop where we are, and we call the girl's name again. And at the same time, we both figure it out. The crying is on a loop. <laughs> I mean, so so it's literally, it's, it's, it's two things. It's either... Well, an actual loop being played from a record player. Is yep. that what you... Yep. I'm, I guess. I, I mean, mean, that's the only... I mean, or you go supernatural with it, and it was a skinwalker mimicking the little girl and trying to lure them, like, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the only... I mean, the only thing. I mean, but let's take it from the not supernatural standpoint, even though something supernatural seemingly happened in this story. A, like a, a, a freaking a loop. Like. <sighs> it feels like something was trying to lure them. Yeah. Either, either way, either way. If yeah. it was a creature or if it was a person, the goal was to get people to come to the sound. I mean, it's like pred- it's like playing the, like I imagine that's how a coyote feels. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> they like get too close to the sound of a dying rabbit, and then they're like, "Wait a second, something's off here." Bang, bang. <laughs> or like a freaking doing like the little fawn bleat for a doe. Yeah, yeah. Or calling a turkey in. I mean, it's the same. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, calling, calling anything it like from my dad's elk hunt, like yep. cow call a bull in. He comes in and then like you know, pretty soon he's looking around. He doesn't see another elk, so he's thinking like something's weird, and then uh-huh. he takes off. Something is off. That's like that is literally hardwired into every prey, into their brain. Any potential prey, which is everything, yeah. pretty much. Gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do not uh, like that. 
I mean, I've I've read plenty of stories about skinwalkers, um, which I guess I should say there's another name. There's a Navajo name for them that um, the Navajo and other Native American tribes don't they don't say the name because apparently saying the name is uh, will like attract them. Um, it's kind of the same thing of uh, the origins of the word bear. Like we we don't know the original name that our ancient ancestors had for bears. Uh, the word bear just refers to the name. Like I forgot what the original. I think it was like it was a way. It was like saying it's like saying skinwalker. It was a way to refer to the actual name without actually saying the name. Because they had this idea that saying the name brought them around. Um, gotcha. But I've read a lot of I've read a lot of stories from like the reservations, especially out west and on in the Navajo reservation, um, which I think is like New Mexico or Arizona. Yeah, or, yeah, Ari- uh, um, New Mexico. Yeah, New Me- New Mexico is where it is. Yeah, they, um, they, like, I don't know. I've read stories where they'll be like, they'll hear, it sounds like somebody calling for help. Oh. But it's like, once again, like, it's either the same thing over and over again, or it, like, it, it briefly, like, messes up or something. Like, like, sounds off, and then, like, switches back. Or I've heard, like, it'll mimic, like, mimic the bark of a family dog or something. Mm-hmm. Like, just to, just to lure. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've, and then I've heard, I don't know. Um, that was the first thing that came to my head rather than somebody having a recorder out there or yep. like a, a radio yep. thing out there playing. Yeah. And I don't know which one's more terrifying. <laughs> I don't either. About. I really don't. I don't. Know. I don't actually believe in like skinwalkers, but I do believe in Bigfoot. And Thank if you. Bigfoot got his hands on technology, then we're screwed. <laughs> I mean, we need the Navy screwed. Seals. We need we, the Seals. We need the Seals. We need Bortak. <laughs> we need. Uh, we need, need Davy Crockett. That's who we need. We, we need a National Forest Spec Ops. Yeah, we do need Teddy Roosevelt. Golly. Teddy would just freaking take his Rough Riders in there and be like, seize the day. <laughs> Honestly, wreck shot. Yeah. What did you say? Is Bigfoot's communist? Let's get him. <laughs> oh. Well, at least we have I, one president that we can trust to go in there and eradicate him. <laughs> That reminds me. We need to do a. We need to do a uh, episode on Teddy Roosevelt's stories from when he lived in the West for that a while. That would be sick. You can he do like a wild, book report. Yeah, I will. He has some wild hunting and uh, hunting stories, like running cattle. Um, you know, there's the famous story of. Sorry, we kind of got off on topic a little bit here, but there's the famous story of these guys stole his canoe and then he built his own canoe and then chased them down the river and then caught up to him a few days later 
and then arrested them and brought them back in the canoes and then took them to the sheriff. <laughs> Let's go. That's what we call yeah. alpha male right there. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he has some crazy stuff like that. So that's awesome. That. Yeah. I'm all in. We'll do that next time. Well, not next time, but in a few weeks here. Sure. 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 Well, uh, I say we wrap it up there for Halloween night. <laughs> Scary stories. I've been listening to a uh, audiobook and it ends every chapter. It's like a radio broadcast and it ends every chapter in Don't Wander in the Dark. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll try not to wander. I'll bring a flashlight and a gun and walk very intentionally wherever I'm going. So, <laughs> and don't go to the National Forest if you have a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the National Forest. They're pretty. Yeah, go to just it. Just don't. You don't Keep need to. Uh, yeah. Put a little um, leash backpack thing on them. <laughs> there's and there's plenty of great camping spots there that are full of other families. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, not not way deep freak in there. Yeah, you can just go to the Yosemite Camp Four. You'll be great. So there's going to be some weirdos. Don't get me wrong, but. There will be some squirrels in your cabin, too, yeah. that have, were trying to eat your bananas. But and, and that's okay. I've had many squirrels try and eat my banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wrap All right. I say we wrap it up here. Um, happy Halloween. Happy almost rut. It's probably just a couple in the it's gonna start in the next couple weeks here. It's cold. Leaves are gonna really be changing. I slammed some trout on the North Fork River last week, and it's time for deer and duck season and the most wonderful time of the year, which is hunting season. So get out there, get after it. If you got questions, let us know. If you got someone that wants to be on the podcast, let us know. We have a few guests coming in hot in the next few weeks here. Um, but we're going to keep plugging away, keep bringing you a new episode every Tuesday because we like doing this. And we hope you like listening. So, yes, Hudson, sir. you got any final words? Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 45 of the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures podcast. That's Prentice sending us off. Yes, sir. And it was, it is over, sadly, today, but it is October still. With that, we'll catch you next week. I was trying to be prophetic there. I dropped the ball, shocker. So uh, tune into some Prentice, tune into the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures podcast, and tell someone about us next time you listen. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. Peace.